And I think what was really cool was we saw in that moment the opportunity to be like, hell no. The world needs a wellness podcast now more than ever. Let's, Let's help do it the right way. Yeah. <laughs> Let's help people. And we pivoted and we pivoted and we've always pivoted in response to people's needs and what our what we've perceived others' needs to be in our communities. Welcome to the final episode of Off the Gram, the show where for the past nearly four years, we've been bringing you into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. We started our show with the intention to separate the expert self-marketers that were all over the gram circa 2019 with no qualifications from actual experts who had an abundance of education and experience-based knowledge to share with us all. Our goal was to give a literal microphone to highly educated and qualified experts and amplify their messages. So they had a chance to cut through the noise and sea of misinformation and help us all. Now, after more than four years since we started planning out our first 10 episodes, Jamie and I feel like we have done what we set out to accomplish. What do you think, Jamie? Heidi, this is big. (laughs) (laughs) So, lovely listeners, I mean, look, we can hardly believe it. We've been on this off-the-gram journey with you since January 11th of 2020. But Heidi, obviously, if we're being real, it would spend a lot longer than that because we really started kind of towards the end of the year before that. So our first episode went live January 2020. And obviously, we all know what happened shortly after that. So to say that we've endured some bumps along the way is an understatement. Today marks a significant moment in our podcasting adventure as we bring you to our 186th and final episode. It's a bittersweet goodbye, and we want to take you on a trip down memory lane to revisit some of our favorite moments and share the love, laughter, and inspiration that's been at the heart of this show. So whether you've been with us since day one or you're just hopping on board, we're so grateful to have had you with us. Let's make this last episode one to remember. Listen to this show if you are ready to relive the magic of Off the Gram's most unforgettable moments, you are seeking one last dose of inspiration and girl boss wisdom as shared by our incredible guests, or you are part of our Off the Gram family and want to celebrate the unique bond we've formed throughout our podcasting journey with personal stories and behind the scenes moments. Let's do it, Jane. Let's do it. And I really like that last one because here's, I mean, let me just start with this. I have learned so much more than just how to make a podcast. Oh, yeah, that was the point. (laughs) Well, well, what I mean is this, and I've also learned so much more than the enormous wealth of information that we've gotten from our experts and all the industry professionals and influencers and icons and people that we've had share their um, information with us. What I have learned personally, this is my own personal journey. And when I look back on the four years and the takeaway, dude, running a business with your girlfriends and like what we have gone through has been such an incredible exercise and journey in, in growth and learning. And so just to like, I know that whenever we have these like benchmarks or these pivot points throughout off the gram, and now finally this, this final kind of benchmark, we kind of retell the beginning. There's like the story of it, but I think it like warrants maybe like a cliff notes version because it, it also, I think it's important just to thank everybody who, you know, just to, to look at the arc of four years and just to remind everybody that we started as a journey of four. Mm-hmm. And actually at the very, very beginning, let's not forget, 
it was me, you, Christine Bibbo, her, and Ali Tish mm-hmm. walking home from an event. We decided that we would start something together as four influencers who wanted to do more. Ali ended up accepting a job. Megan Murphy came in. So we started as like the fearsome foursome. And then over four years, as people had other projects to do, Christine ended up going off to do more fashion. Megan was with us until just six months ago and had a personal journey with her health. And then there were two. And <laughs> to say that we've like fought it out through COVID, through a quarantine, through all of that, I just think it's a testament to like girl bossness. I agree. And I mean, like, yeah, we fought it out, but also like we thrived throughout all of it. I think we not only rose to each challenge, I think we surpassed them all. And I'm really proud of all of us for doing that. I think that we really found a way to make it fun, to make it enjoyable, to keep on task and on brand and on our mission statement throughout the entire time. And I think that was awesome. I mean, I do too. And I really like also Heidi and we'll get to like best of in a minute because that's Mm. what everyone really wants to hear. I just want to say, because I also think maybe people want to hear about what it's like working with three girlfriends as partners and building a business over four years. We've always looked at this as a business from day one. We had an LLC and we had all of everything was like real. And this has been a real labor of love for us, but also division of labor. I think Mm. a lot of people, when they get into a business with girlfriends, they end up wrapping it when they realize how much, how hard it is and like how hard it is to like divide tasks between friends because everybody always has, feels some sort of way about things. And that was never really from the beginning. It's been like, oh, you can't do the script. I'll do the script. You're busy doing that. You have a childcare dilemma. I'll do it. I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up. Oh, you can't, you know, let me book a few guests this month because you're busy doing this. And then the other person picks up the slack the next month. So I just think it's been a really cool journey, first and foremost, in women lifting women. And Mm -hmm. I think that's been a really cool, for me, that's been maybe the biggest lesson over the last four years. I love that. And I felt like that was sort of completely captured by our Nashville trip. Yeah. I felt like that entire weekend. And I don't want to like skip ahead, but when you said that, I couldn't help but think of that. I felt like the Nashville trip was the culmination of so much work that we had put into off the gram. And we brought it to life in real life the first chance we had because we were doing everything virtually prior to that. And the entire weekend was women lifting up women. And it it extended beyond just us. It extended to our listeners that were on the trip with us, which I thought was extra, extra special. And they've all remained friends afterwards. And I've loved seeing that. So let's take a step back because you're really right, Heidi. Nashville was where we kind of, this crescendo happened where it's like all of the parts came together and we had all been very divergent because we really launched this show right before global pandemic hit. And (laughs) let's just put, let's just call it what it was. Like, we had done maybe, I don't know, five or six episodes and then the world shut down. And then it was like, do we quit? Do we put this on pause? Yeah. And I think what was really cool was we saw in that moment the opportunity to be like, hell no. The world needs a wellness podcast now more than ever. Let's, Let's help it the right way. Yeah. <laughs> Let's help people. And we pivoted and we pivoted and we've always pivoted in response to people's needs and what are what we've perceived others needs to be in our communities and i think that at that point in time as you mentioned you know wellness was at the forefront and we did that wellness capsule which was yeah. amazing and you know i think we called it like pandemic wellness or quarantine wellness it was hyper specific to like it was very specific hey hey you there are you, you think you're losing your mind are you terrified do you think the world's ending 
we're going to help you. And we had these people on like Karina Dawn and all of these people that were like talking about real mental health. Oh my gosh. Who else did we have on around we that had, time? We had like all of my best friends because they're yeah, all wellness. Yeah. Your people. We had, Bob yeah. and Alex Bauer. We had, mm-hmm. we um, had Tara Styles. We had Jessica Ortner from The Tapping That's Solution. So we mentioned Alex Jameson. I mean, we, we really like, we, we went in for wellness and we, yeah. We really covered it. You know, all the different ways. If yoga doesn't work for somebody, it, somebody, if, you know, tapping doesn't work for somebody, if hearing about, you know, what one person's journey of mental health didn't work for somebody. There were so many different episodes that hopefully we reached the bulk of our audience helpfully with one of them because we did, we had so many different angles. So I want to take us back just to the very, very beginning before we even get to like, because that was like month three. So let's talk months one and two, because we were in, this is before we we met our fabulous partners at Gotham Production Studios, who have been with us for basically all four years, except for the first like two months where we recorded somewhere else that was like low key, a little bit of a disaster. It was the funniest thing. Heidi, how about, <laughs> how about those cockroaches? How were those? <laughs> Happily, I never saw those. I just heard about them consistently from all of you. How about those subway <laughs> rumbling? So we were in really basically sad. a basement that they were like trying to make into a podcast studio. Yeah, yeah. And it was like next to the New York City subway because it was oh, like yeah. in a basement of a New Broadway York line. The Broadway line. The Broadway line. So it was loud. Yeah. It was there was bugs and and I, but there were dead rodents. Yes, there was dead rodents. But in all of that. Here's what I loved, right? We made the best of, talk about making like lemonade out of lemons. We were like, screw it. We're going to throw a little glitter on it, put up some beautiful like Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore gave us some furniture and some prints. We're going to make it pretty and pink and we're going to do it. And I loved how our influencer friendlies and our, some of our friendlies came out to really help us kind of like, they saw that we were on a crusade to find our footing in the mm-hmm, beginning. Mm-hmm. And people like Norma Kamali, it was so mm-hmm. exciting to book Norma Kamali or even Liz Plosser, like huge in the editorial and health landscape. Liz Plosser was one of our first guests. Dan Harris talking about meditation. He was at, he was at Gotham. He was at, he was at so Gotham. He did, he did have to walk up all those flights of oh, stairs yeah. for us though. Remember when Gotham was, it was their old location. Yeah. And he- has a claustrophobia and he's going elevator. He's very open about it. So he yes. walked, what was it, the 10th floor? Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. And he walked up 10 flights of stairs. We were all waiting for him. I know. And he came up huffing and puffing. I mean, bless his heart in the best way. Absolutely. That was, that was dedication and like bringing it out for us. <laughs> and like around that time, we had Anna Kaiser in mm-hmm. that studio. So I've, here's what I've loved. I've loved that we've had this great mix of influencers. So like in the early days, we had Jara Bean and Janae Alexander and people that were like friendlies. But then I've also loved learning about so many new lifestyle influencers. Like usually between the three or four of us, one of us would know somebody that the other ones didn't. Shayna Therese, I'm obsessed with her now. I've followed her. She's been on this journey. She moved to Italy. Italy. And like I've discovered through doing this podcast, Ashley Lemieux and all of these interesting people that now I have followed. And I bet a lot of our followers have followed and they have made me happy on a daily basis when I log on to Instagram and follow their journeys. I love that. And I think that having us as different hosts, I think that was sort of the spice of our podcast, right? Because that's what interests you. What interests me is doctors who can give me solid hard facts, who can like help with specific issues, people who are educated in mental health, people who are 
true experts in their field. And they don't necessarily have the biggest influencer followings in some cases. Some cases they do. You know, Terry Cole, for example, has them both. But I think like, I think that was what made our podcast so multidimensional because, you know, we had Megan bringing in all her people, you bringing in all your people, me bringing in all, all my people. And in the first year, Christine brought in her people. And I think it was just so and, and that's a reflection of our intro, actually. I don't know if any of our listeners know this, yeah. but we thought a lot about rewriting our intro every season. And we were like, huh, it kind of still fits. It totally yeah. still fits. What would we write differently? <laughs> and, and if you remember at the beginning, Heidi, we were really very intent on having each of us, we knew each of us had our own archetype. We were not four cookie cutter people. You know, you're like the green mama yogi. I was kind of like the New York hustler publicist. Megan was like this magazine editor that's really amazing in like the DIY and mom hack space. And Christine was this gorgeous fashion influencer that has such a sparkle to her personality. And we really enjoyed playing that up and enjoyed experiencing our differences mm -hmm. in that way. So definitely me too. The doctors and experts that we've had, like a Dr. Camila, Dr. Daria, yes, yes. one of our, our most valuable players of the OTG Their experience. Repeats. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Dr. Sarah Allen. I mean, we, these are our hall of famers, but I also love how we've been able to frame things up for people during such important times. For instance, having on Jessica Yellen, who is of course, news, not noise. Jessica Yellen was a White House correspondent for yes. CNN for many years, got tired of the partisanism of network news uh, and CNN and just felt like news, not noise. So for her, if it bleeds, it leads was very harmful, she felt, to mm -hmm. us. Yeah. And so she was really about bringing both sides. And I think that was so great. We did an episode with Dr. Um, Daria that was, so you have COVID, now what? Mm -hmm. At a time when Megan got COVID and we were all in that mindset where we were like, is she going to die? And I mean that. Yeah. That's how scary it was no, back then. Megan was sick. And the cool thing about Dr. Daria is she came back to do episodes with us as the information evolved. Yeah. Because COVID was such a, you know, it's a once in a lifetime thing, God, I hope, in our lifetimes yeah. where we did, no one knew anything. And so she was on the front lines of it, reporting on the front lines of it. And she shared all of her firsthand knowledge with us, which as it evolved. And the first episode she did about COVID with us was entirely different from the last episode she did about COVID for us. Yes. And that's you're absolutely right. That was really cool. <laughs> and having these people now in my repertoire and our listeners' repertoire as resources, right? Mm -hmm. So the Dr. Darias, the the chronic illness warriors and autoimmune specialists that we yes. had on. Yes. You know, and just also mental mental health. I mean, um, was it the Happiness Project? Who was the person who did the fabulous illustrate the graphics? Yes. Well, I I'll look it up and I'll say it before. I was thinking of somebody else when you said it, and now I'm like, because there was a Joy Project too. Yeah. So now I'm confusing so, those two. And but you know what? Yeah. These these things, and it's like, and this is the it is happiness. Uh, the happy yes, it is mm -hmm. happiness. Oh, that's another one. Yeah, so we have so many. Yeah, I'm gonna find it because here's the thing: these are now people that are in my in my feed mm -hmm. and now become helpful resources for me every day. And that's kind of our intention mm -hmm. for all of you out there: is that you listen, you follow. These people become part of your repertoire, and we're bringing you well curated, well cultivated, well researched ex experts that are going to be bringing you the best information. Totally. And with Dr. Daria, as you know, we went on to do a collaboration for Crossflow for my yoga program. Because so many people, so many of our listeners, so many of my community, I'm sure yours did too, responded to her burnout survey when we did an episode oh, totally. on that. And they were like, but 
are there videos? Are there this? Are there that? And there weren't. So I was like, hey, Dr. Daria, let's do some videos, you know? Yeah. And it was so cool to get to beyond, you know, expand beyond just to have that one other resource, you know, like, oh, and that was the other thing is we valued our community's feedback on Off the Gram so much. And it's like, oh, this is what you want to hear about? Okay, we'll make it happen. Oh, you need this? We'll make it happen. We, I feel really proud of the things that we did to follow up with the episodes if people had questions and give people resources that they wanted or needed. I thought that I was, was just cool. thinking that too. We got so much great listener feedback in our DMs. And I got to tell you, Heidi, as I've been dribbling out the information in little bits to people that are in my circle or just people I've been talking to over the past couple of weeks saying, hey, Heidi and I made the decision that after four wonderful years, it felt it felt right to bring the project to a close. Like yeah. there is nothing bad about it. We just, yeah. our lives have continued to grow, expand and evolve. And we'll, we'll tell everybody a bit about what we're both doing next. Mm -hmm. But it just felt like the right time. Like the project felt complete. Mm -hmm. And it feels good to both of us. We're like, yeah. yes, we can give this project such a big hug and put it to bed with love. But I, I got to tell you, Heidi, like every time I tell people, including like I was at my mom's birthday party the other day at a table full of six of her friends. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we decided to sunset off the gram. And they were all like, no, I love, I listen to it every week. And sometimes we forget. Yeah. You know, you forget how many people are out there listening. I know. I know. I just got chills because I had a very similar reaction with my mom's friends. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you finally caught on? No, I'm kidding. I love you. I love all of you. I love all of you. But you know what? Look, and th and this is what I want everyone to know. Uh, first of all, the library of all this great information mm -hmm. will stay up and that is important, yeah. right? Because that's what we, we put out these episodes to be, to, to do what they do. But I just want everyone to know that we feel really good about it. Like yeah. this is to us like a happy thing, like mm -hmm. not, you know, things don't last forever in this world. And we've just had a really amazing four years. So yeah. can we talk a little bit about, and we can keep peppering in favorite guests and moments, but our, I wanted to kind of talk specifically about like favorite moments, favorite behind the scenes, like highlights. For me, I think, you know, they're going to be all the off the gram lives. Those were just yeah. like my babies and I yeah. love them. Yeah. Maybe if people don't know, I mean, just to like, remind people, we did three off the gram live events. Two of them were during quarantine. And we did the first one because I, we were like, damn, how can we bring people together in community while everyone's quarantined? Because so we, people kept saying to us how yeah. much they missed events that like yeah. we all used to do Absolutely. prior to the pandemic. And we kept kind of hearing this feedback. And again, this is, this points to, we really, really did our best to sort of give what people wanted and needed. And so this was absolutely in response. We were like, how can we do like a, make it feel like we're all together. We're all together. And that happened yeah. with our party box, you yeah. know? Yeah, and, and, and quite honestly, and, I, and there's no harm in saying this, our brand partners were saying that yeah. too. They were like, mm -hmm. we miss activating experientially. I mean, you have to imagine a brand who's a, like a CPG brand, like a consumer packaged good brand, like a healthy snack or a beverage, they rely on being able to sample and reach communities and influencers and sample in store. And they were like, man, this is a tough summer. So we decided, okay, we're going to get a great guest, somebody that y'all would want to like hear, listen to, and we're going to set up a Zoom interview party where we'll sell tickets to the Zoom room. We donated every penny of the ticket sales to charity. Our first partner was, I believe- God's Love We Deliver. I think first one was Ronald McDonald House and second was God's Love. Or, or maybe, 
I don't remember which was which, actually. I don't remember. They're both great, great charities. And one was God's Love We Deliver. Yeah. We donated, so we got to donate a couple thousand dollars to the charity. And then y'all got, so then we said to our brand partners, hey, we're going to send all of these 75 ticket holders a party in a box, the same box that they can open together on the same night. When we do this interview, everyone will open a box and they can snuggle in with their new Bathroom. Summer home. <laughs> yeah, and eat their same snacks and, and light their same Tommy Bahama candle and, and drink blah, 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 their blah. same yummy drinks. Was it? Oh, it was so yeah. fun. And so everyone was like an ultimate girls' night in slumber party mm-hmm. at 7 p.m. That Wednesday night, we had this ultimate girls' night in, and our first guest for Off the Gram Live was Ariana Huffington. Yep. And I mean, <laughs> NBD. Go big or go home, right? Yeah. She was absolutely incredible. And I'll never forget, Heidi, when we hung up from that night after all the work we had put into it and we hung up on that Zoom and I just, I sat down on my floor and I put my back up against the wall and I was like, we just did that. Like we just brought our girls together. And we were seeing faces mm-hmm. of our influencer friends from New York and all of our girlfriends that we hadn't seen in a year because mm-hmm. of COVID. Yeah. Oh, it was so special. It was so magical. It was yeah. magical. It was. And then we did that again with Catherine Schwartz, Nigger Pratt. Mm-hmm. And then once quarantine lifted, we said, we got to do this IRL. So that's ref- that's what Heidi was referencing at the beginning of the episode with Nashville. We did our last off the gram live in Nashville with Megan Lindsay, Megan Lindsay, country music star and singer of the Queer Eye for the Straight Guys song and many others. Runner up on the Voice, yeah. And it was incredible. And we brought you know like fifteen super fans on retreat with us, and it was just an incredible couple of days. So we've been so blessed to have those types of moments. Cause that really, that brought it out of the realm of just weekly podcasts and into the realm of like, we're building community. Yeah, no, and it truly felt like such, it felt like mission accomplished, which was yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> Any other milestones that you want to reflect on? I mean, I think there's, there's I, so many ebbs and flows and I think that's kind of the coolest part of it. I have a lot of milestones that I am so proud of us for. Like, and I know it's pretty obvious, but I'll go with a little one first and then I'll go to the like really big obvious one. I loved that we were able, you mentioned Dr. Camila already, but to get her on right when the abortion stuff started happening, I think that was so vital and so critical because so many women in our country felt powerless because they had no knowledge and knowledge equals power and they didn't know what to do. And she gave us marching orders and she... You know, and even also having on Jada, who was the founder of Boober, when there was that formula crisis, people to help people was so important to me. And the big one that I wanted to talk about was the whole Tanya Zucker brought brought, uh, (laughs) Emily Gallus thing. yeah. Yeah. And the fact that we were able to cover it in so many different ways. And one of my clients had had very ill effects from it. So she got to speak her personal experience too. I liked, I liked how many different ways that we covered it. I think I know that you would like to cover it one more way or have liked to cover it one more way, but at the time, that's not what we were thinking. Here's what I think is that you cover a story at a moment in time, the best way you can cover it. Yes. So we didn't go in with an, an editorialized opinion Maybe we did a little bit. I mean, we had some opinions around it, but we were trying to bring it. We weren't in there editorializing it. We were interviewing people that Mm -hmm. were like at the nucleus of the conversation. Mm -hmm. So we did that. 
what I would say is like in the time sense, I've watched it, I've watched it continue to evolve. And I might have some different opinions about how it's rolled out, which I can keep to myself, to be honest. I think everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But I think that's what's kind of interesting about all of this is that podcasting is a medium that is in real time. Yes. So you can cover a story at a certain time and then things can ebb and flow. And to be honest, Heidi, we've had a couple of like low-key scandalous, they weren't scandalous episodes at the time. I mean, maybe the Emily Galstani Zuckerberg one was, but we've had people on that then had something crazy happen later in the game, like Gabby Hanna. Gabby Hanna was on our show and ended up having like a really pretty major mental crisis, which I followed because I felt so personally, like I felt motherly over her once I found, and she'd been very public about it. She had a major bipolar meltdown on TikTok, but she's since doing much better. But I think it's really interesting to have had somebody on and to have spoken to them and then watch them go through a crisis in real time. So that, you know, I felt very like, I think we all felt very motherly over her. She's like this major TikTok star, but she's definitely 20 years our junior. And we were like, oh, I want to hug you. But even some other people, I mean, look, we had Emma Hemming Willis on, Bruce Willis's wife, uh, talked about her amazing, you know, children's brand. But we all know, obviously, what's gone on with Bruce. So just being able to follow people in their stories and feeling now like they're part of my, they're part of my off the gram family and I care. And, you know, I always follow these the stories and wish them well, but it's interesting to have captured them in a moment of time, moment in time in their journey. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. It's that slice of their life. It's not indicative of everything, but it was, you know, each episode was very interesting in its own right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, we, this podcast, marched on through COVID. It marched on through the Black Lives Matter conversations. We brought in a lot of experts and friends to try to really bridge the divide and come together. I think we had a lot of conversations that were really, really important. We really tried to play both sides of the coin, even around things that are important to like you and I, Heidi, like veganism and things that, you know, people have, there's a lot of controversial opinions that people agree and disagree on within the world of wellness, within the world of culture, within the world of women. And I think that we did a a good job at trying to cover them head on as much as we possibly could. Absolutely. Totally agree. Which is why it feels like, you know, a job well done. And I feel like, you know, (laughs) the listeners out there have been a part of this job well done. I mean, you guys have followed along. You've been part of listening and sharing and asking questions. I have a few thank yous. Do you want, do you want to, do you have anything else you want to cover, Heidi? I did. And then it just like went right out of my brain when you said that. <laughs> well, we have time. We have time. We'll yeah. talk about it. Because yeah. we're also going to get to like a look ahead. We're just going to, I want to leave people. I'm sure people yeah. are curious about what, mm-hmm. what's next for us, especially those who've been listening to us gab on for the last four years. Totally. But first and foremost, I just wanted to do a couple thank yous and acknowledgements because it was top of mind, even though I mentioned them at the, at the beginning. Christine Biboher. Megan Murphy, Gotham Production Studios, and just all the guests and brand partners and listeners. Like, that's really it. In a nutshell, in the palm of my hand, those that those right there yeah. are the people who have made this off the ground world go round for the last four years. And that's inclusive of, you know, the big guests who who took a chance on our little show, the Ariana Huffingtons, the Catherine Schwarzenegger Pratts, the, you know, we had a lot of great celebrities. We had Carson Kressley, we had Neve Shulman, we have Daphne Oz, like we had Rebecca Minkoff and just incredible people who gave up their time and their expertise. I mean, founders like Ali Webb, who founded Dry Bar. I mean, we've learned so much from these people and I'm just so grateful to have, you know, shared time with them and shared space. I I agree. And I, you know, as I keep coming back to, I want to thank the doctors, especially because I think they have the littlest, the least amount of time of anyone if they're practicing. And they did come on and share all of their time with us to share their knowledge for free. (laughs) We were paying for the appointments. 
about critical issues that we really wanted to cover. So I just, Absolutely. You know, I want, of course, everyone else used that too. <laughs> So let's take a look ahead, Heidi. I want to hear all that's going on in your world. I think people always like like the personal stuff and you've had such upheaval in the best ways possible. Like it's 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 chaotic because moving and having like a like a second chapter is always chaotic. I would know I did it too. But like tell us what's next for you and how you're kind of sinking into your new life and loving it and what's next. Oh, I honestly couldn't be happier. I just Yay. every every you know even as I was going through all of the, you know, immediate aftermath of being attacked on the streets in broad daylight of New York City, I kept repeating to myself, everything happens for a reason. I can't see the reason right now, but everything happens for a reason. And everything could happen for a reason. This is the perfect place for us. This, you know, to be able to feel people where you are. We're in Connecticut, in Fairfield yeah. County. <laughs> yes. It was like time to GTFO New York City for you personally, yeah. because it's just with two kids, like three kids, attack, three, like, three kids. I just two kids. <laughs> I'm talking about me and the third person. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Your kids. Yeah. Um, by the way, our kids are like best friends too. It's not even like, like Heidi and I are like actual best friends. And I'm like, they need to see each other. <laughs> with, but with your kiddos, yeah, right? Yeah. And so I think what I was also thinking is for me, the yeah. reason I left with two kids, mm -hmm. with three kids for you, Yeah. I think. And there's a part of you, I don't know if there's a part of you, but like there's always going to be a part of me that like feels a little bit like, you know, I see my friends who are like New York or nowhere. And it's like, I'll always have that New York City girl in my heart. But I think at this point in our lives, it was just the absolute right choice for us to to leave. Yeah. I mean, listen, Alex and I completely gutted our apartment at the end of 2017 and built the forever home. We thought we were there. Things yeah. changed. And so we made changes, which is yeah. just like we did on the podcast. We did there it. You, you know, I, I walk the talk that I speak. So it's, you know, being here has just been magical Obviously, we moved at a time when there was no inventory, so we found a house, and first we redid the top two floors, and now we're in the middle of a gut of the basement, but, you know, we're making it our home, and that's that's the special part of it, and it's it's all coming together. The kids couldn't be happier. I couldn't be happier. It's just giving me such a different... My focus in yoga always, always has been grounding, because I... I think like early on, I latched on to somebody saying that I wasn't grounded, you know, like in a teacher trainer, like whatever. And I was like, oh, she's right. I'm really flighty. Oh, I'm always want to be upside down. Oh, I, you know, I'm always off to this, 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 because I'm so vata, well, you know. And so a focus for me has always been grounding. And then I remember telling a mentor of mine that I was forever in search of grounding. This is after I had the twins. So like 2015. And she turned to me, she was like, Heidi, you are one of the most grounded people I have ever met. And I was like, I think you were the person who told me I wasn't grounded seven years ago. But <laughs> but my point is, is here, I feel a level of grounding that I've never experienced in my life. And it just, it feels right. And without, I spend so much time talking about grounding because... If you are not grounded, if the roots aren't there, you can't sprout and grow into the big magical tree that you're supposed to be. You need to feel grounded. You need that base. You need the foundation to build, right? Like when you build a house, you start with the foundation and life is the same. And I finally feel like I have a foundation here. And so all of these amazing doors are opening up and all of these offers are coming pouring in. And, you know, at this stage in life, I finally am like, oh, that's not at all right for me, but that sure is, mm -hmm. you know, and it's really nice. And of course it's a 
position of privilege to be able to pick and choose projects. But, you know, I've worked my tail off my entire adult life to get here. So it's not luck. (laughs) It's really hard work. But I, yeah, it's just, it's, the move has been nothing but spectacular. The community here is just, I could, I cannot say enough good things about the town that we live in and the community and the support. And, you know, James got hurt recently and the level of support that I experienced, I have never experienced in my entire life, like collectively, it was unreal. And it's, it's just such a, it's such a wonderful feeling to feel that you found the place you're meant to be. Mm. And as I mentioned, you know, it means a lot of doors are opening and a lot of offers are coming in. And I'm really just taking the time to say like, I can't believe I just said the word like, Ah, that was something I worked on for our whole podcast. Cause at the beginning I said, like every other word, Ah. (laughs) I was so good until then. Um, What I meant to say (laughs) was that when something comes in now, I have the clarity to be able to say, and the assuredness to be able to say, is this right for me? Is this right for my brand? Is this right for me personally? And if yes, thank you, (laughs) you know, let's do it. But if it's not, I also have that strong, steady foundation to be able to say, you know, thank you so much for this opportunity. It's not right for me right now, which I've always wanted to be able to do. Honestly, I've always wanted to be able to do that. So that's been feeling pretty special. And I've been able to carve out some time for my passions, like we spoke about episode about a year ago. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I'm acting. Yeah. Musical yeah. theater. That community theater in Norwalk. Well, it's not, it's a children's theater in Norwalk. They are looking very much to branch into community theater. It's called Crystal Theater. It's the theater I grew up in. The founder put me into professional musical theater at a very young age, and she is a wonderful, amazing human, Cheryl Kemeny. She has always been a mentor, and she wants to branch into community theater. And so I am directing and starring in a show in the spring, which is going to be amazing. It's called The Marvelous Wonderettes, and it's a... It's a four-woman musical. It's a jukebox musical with music from the 50s and 60s. So it's like, you know, Mr. Sandman, Lollipop, um, You Don't Own Me, Rescue Me, Respect, like those kind of tunes. It's just, it's amazing to be able to experience. It just feels like a much more full life here. You light up when you talk about it. I I mean- you're you're glowing right now. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's so exciting. Thank you. And of course, you know, yoga is my everything. I I feel like I gloss over that because like the other things are like new and shiny. But you know, I continue to release a video every single week for Crossflow Yoga, and that community is growing, and that's really exciting. And you know, just like I spoke about what we did with episodes here, the joy of owning my own program and app and online everything is that. I get to respond to the community and put out content accordingly because that was always my biggest upset when I was creating content for the major fitness magazines or major fitness apps was that I never got to do what people really needed. I got to do what was clickbaity, but I never ever felt like I was making as big of a difference as I could in someone's right. life because I had seen the difference in real life, you know, in workshops and classes and you see what hits people and what connects with people. And it wasn't the content that I was creating for the fitness apps or Mm -hmm. anything like that. So getting to create requests 
for the Crossville community is just, it's a privilege. And I'm so grateful, grateful to be able to do it. Well, everybody out there, download the Crossflow app, the Crossflow <laughs> Yoga app, and flow with Heidi. I mean, I think there's one thing we all learned throughout the pandemic. It was the joys of being able to work out at home and have some time freedom back that we used to spend commuting to the gym because we just didn't. I I'd never worked out at home in my life before the pandemic. It just wasn't something I'd done. And I learned that it's really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, as a yogi, I've you know definitely done a lot at home prior to the pandemic. I always thought going to a class was better. But then I hit a point in time where I didn't have the time to allocate to the full class plus travel, whatever it was. And it became a point a point of stress for me. Like, oh, I don't have time to go to mall, you know? Right. And I think the beauty of Crosslow is that there's five-minute flows, there's 10-minute flows, there's 15-minute flows. You will sweat in any of them if it's in the Crosslow X section. Of course, there is non-sweaty flows too. But, you know, it's the idea that you don't have to have an hour to be honestly in the best shape of your life. I hate to talk numbers, but I was just at the doctor's office for a health issue and they weigh you when you walk in. And I, I saw the number and it was so much lower than it was a year ago. And it was completely unintentional. I never weigh myself at home. I honestly have had such little time to allocate to myself, but I do the app every day. And I'm like, wow, I guess it really works. <laughs> I guess not stressing over not going to the super hardcore classes actually right. helped. So well, I, I was a Barry's boot camp girl yes, and I still love Barry's. Of course. But I it's where you and George um, got engaged. It's where we got engaged. <laughs> but I you always feel pressure to pick up a heavier weight because like you're competitive and you're like in there with like, you know, especially when because I, I always went to the one in Chelsea in mm -hmm. New York, which is like all my gay, my gay besties. And so I'm like in there with like all my muscle head guy friends. Yeah. And, they're, and like, then I feel pressure to pick up a weight as heavy as them, which is insane. <laughs> so during the pandemic, you know, I was always like eights were my lights, tens were my mediums, and twelves or fifteens were my heavies, and then twenty for like you know, pre chest press. During the pandemic, I did not pick up heavier than a three or five pound weight, and I was more shredded than I had ever been in my life. And you can do that through yoga too. I'm just saying for me, but I isn't like that wild? Because it's yeah. more is not better. It's yeah. not. It's, it's not. like what is right for you right now. Yeah, And the whole idea of stressing over a workout, which creates cortisol, which is so counterproductive, or overtaxing your muscles because of someone else, you know, right. even if it's motivation, even if it, in its purest form, it's so positive, it might not be right for you right now. Yeah. So, okay, well, I Jane, love that. I thought I'd queued it up really well with my gratitude statement, but I wanted to cue it to you about what well, you have coming up. Here's the segue is that Heidi, in the way that you glow, when you talk about, you know, your projects and what you're doing, like I was on a phone call yesterday with two of my girlfriends and they're like, Jamie, when you describe this project and this kind of reason for being and this new North star that you're kind of designing your, your brand around, like you literally, like your face is just shining in a way we haven't seen. And I was like, because I'm having so much fun. Yeah. Like I'm on fire with this project. Like it is literally like I wake up and it's all I want to do. And I'm, I, and that's when, you know, that's when, you know, and because also that pours into the project and then people on the receiving end of the project feel it. So yeah. that is to say, here's what, here's what the project is. And here's what's up. As if you've listened to Off the Gram, then you know that I went from being a quote unquote influencer to a television personality to a um, keynote speaker and coach. And so I do a lot of prof personal professional development 
coaching, and keynote speaking. So that means I speak both to corporate audiences and also what's called B2C. So like, you know, business to consumer, meaning ladies groups. And I just booked a sorority, a sorority this past weekend, which was awesome. That is really fun. It was amazing, yeah. Heidi. It was so great. And I got to I was VP method. of social at my sorority, so why I was not been the one who booked you. <laughs> why does that not surprise me? Like, I got to really tailor this talk that I usually give to C-suite yeah. professionals mm-hmm. to like, these girls and really be like, what, what's keeping them up at night and really try to speak to that. So it was amazing. But that's all to say when I really was putting together my message for this particular program, because I've had the big ask method, which was my program using accountability to reach your weight loss and wellness goals. But over the past year, I said, it's more than weight loss and wellness. I come from 20 years. I was in corporate for 20 years before I started doing the wellness and influencer stuff. I speak business. I speak executive. I was in that. I know what it feels like to be burnt out. I know what it feels like to lose your hustle. I know what it feels like to to want to do better, be better, but just be like, but I'm miserable. Like, how could I find my way and 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 find my way to have peak performance without losing myself? So that's what I teach. And I was like, what is the foundation of it for me? What has been the thing that made me successful? Why have I been able to keep my cool, keep my head about me? In in even in even amidst my hustle. Can I pause for just a second yes. to say I a long time ago took like a business course and in it, and I think every business course I've ever taken, they say to ask like five of your friends, what is something that shines through about you that lights you up? And I know what my answer would have been. Gratitude. When you talk about gratitude, <laughs> gratitude. you literally light up like the sun. It's like, we could be having the crappiest conversation and you will turn it around and be like, you know what though? I am just so grateful for (laughs) blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. And it's like the energy changes, you light up. So yeah, all that to say, I am, I want you to keep going. I'm beyond thrilled for you, but this is not a surprise. This is not, this is not coming out of left field, anybody. (laughs) Thank you. Well, so as most people know, I'm very open about it. I was a drug addict for a very long time and then I got sober. So a lot of this comes from the fact that I'm just happy to be here on any given day. Like I'm 20 years sober, but the novelty still is worn Which, off. Which by the way, every- let's like, Yay. that's incredible. But I wake up every morning and I'm like, you know, I mean, this all could have ended. But I believe in teaching gratitude in a in a sense that like, it's not just about, because be- people told me for years, you should just be grateful. You have a nice life. And when I was using, and that was their, that's how they were trying to get me to turn the corner. Like, why are you doing this to yourself? You have, you know, and, and I got it. I understood that. But then I just felt even more shame. Like, I know I should be grateful, but I can't stop doing this. Yeah. So now I have shame on top of it. So now I just want to run away even more. So that type of Pollyanna gratitude was never very helpful that's to That's that toxic positivity that we've done that's episodes on. Yes. Yes. Talk to positivity, which is an episode of Off the Gram. Mm-hmm. You can go back and find it in our library. Whitney. Well, I found that when you can be, when you can realize that the practice is becoming grateful for the challenges in life, seeing a challenge as, oh my God, I'm so grateful that it, this is here in my path to teach me this lesson, right? So like a, a problem with a friend, wow, what a great opportunity to practice patience and compassion. Like a rude commuter on the subway, what an amazing chance to practice empathy, you know? Or like a, a difficult conversation with your boss can be like, wow, I'm really grateful for this chance to like really lean into honing my leadership skills and like having, like learning how to put on my big girl panties and have this talk. Like, let's go workshop this. Let's go practice it. And that's what I've always used to mitigate fear and the Sunday scaries. In, in yoga, business. that is actually something they talk about in the, the, like all of the literature surrounding yoga is that the difference between 
I'm not going to use like the normal term <laughs> versus a warrior Wait, is that Wait, use it. Use the, what's the term? It's only not nice. So it's like okay. the difference okay, between okay. like, a, let's just say like the, the layman and okay, okay, a warrior. Okay. The difference is that a warrior looks at a challenge and sees it as an opportunity. And a layman, we're just going to say, looks yeah. at it as a roadblock. And Got it's it. like, this is such yes. an important like that philosophy hasn't been around forever for no reason, you know? Yeah, and the fact that you absolutely. were able to do it is incredible. So I've been talking about this on stage. I trademarked the word gratitudeology. I started designing my keynotes around it. And so that's what I speak about on stage. But I decided this is a podcast. And so I, and the podcast that I have created, which is launching on February 5th, it's called the Gratitudeology Podcast. It's so different than off the gram, which it had to be. Because for me, off the gram feels beautiful and completed. I wanted to make a different kind of art. And so I love, as you know, Heidi, I'm a podcast junkie. I love listening to podcasts. I love the podcast by like Serial and Wondery and like just that A plus immersive audio theater storytelling, bingeable. I love those podcasts. Tell me a story. And I'm like, I'm in. You know, I got those AirPods in. I'm like, good. So I wanted to talk to celebrities, cultural icons, eight-figure entrepreneurs, thought leaders, one at a time. And I want them to tell me that story. Like, what is that story, that moment in your life where you turned like pain into purpose, where you were like, oh my God, I see life through a lens of gratitude. Let's friggin' go. And so I've been talking to, and by the way, the other thing I decided to do was do all these interviews live. So I've been literally trotting around the country like a crazy person. I know. Back and forth to LA and Michigan and Arizona and like in New York. Because I I also felt like for these stories, because they're pretty deep, I had to sit with people eyeball to eyeball and heart to heart. Yeah. So the way that we're producing them also is I do the interview, then I come back, I write the script, I go back into the studio, I, I record the narration, and we put it together in a way where you feel like you're listening to somebody's story told through you know, sound design and all of these different things where you're like, really, you can sit back and relax and just let the story seep in and enjoy it. And so that's what I've been working on. That's what we'll be launching on February 5th. The feed will go up in December, meaning I will launch the trailer. So you'll have a place to click follow. Mm-hmm. So look out for that because it's I want to make sure you're all following along. So when the first episode drops, it goes straight into your feed. And you can follow also um, on Instagram at Gratitudeology because that's where I'll be sharing updates as well. I love it. It's it. There is no more perfect podcast for you right now. It's right for you right now, this. I love it. Yeah. Heidi, should we share one last karma call? Oh, Jane. Yeah, you go first. (laughs) Okay. And and I think, look, I think we have done 185 singing karma call. Hmm. I'm just going to let us, I'm going to let us off the hook. I'm going to say, with grace and ease, here is my final karma call. Which if you're tuning in for the first time, karma is a Sanskrit word for action. So this is one small actionable item that you, our beautiful, beautiful off the gram community can try on for a short period of time that will yield a large result. Small action, big result. Jamie, take the mic. I love it. If there's one thing I hear more than anything from my coaching clients, it's I'll be happy when. Like that is something that I just hear nonstop. Like I'll be happy when I get the job. I'll be happy when I leave the job, when I get married, when I leave my husband, when I move to a deserted island, whatever. And I tell them all the time, like if you are deferring happiness now, you're missing the opportunity for joy. Like that's a moving target. It's that I'll be happy when it's never going to come because it'll just be something else. So be grateful now.
That is my, it is a, it's a, it's a big, it's a big idea, but if you close your eyes, take a deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth and just be grateful now. That's my piece of advice. Mine isn't that different. (laughs) Shockingly. But I'm like, oh, Jane, you took the breath and everything. (laughs) Uh, So I feel like I have to rethink mine a little. No, we can take two breaths. (laughs) We can always use two breaths. No, well, I'm a big believer in three breaths. There's actually like science behind taking three deep breaths. And I was actually really thrown off when Colleen and Jason talked about nose breathing only because there's all the sciences behind inhaling through your nose and exhaling out your mouth. And three deep breaths is such a cleansing of the slate because it actually slows down your nervous system. It does it does this whole reset. So that is just a beautiful thing. Um, so after you've taken your three deep breaths in, so everybody take a big inhale through your nose, giant releasing exhale out your mouth. Do another one, inhale love. Exhale, fear. Inhale everything you want in this life. Exhale, release everything you don't. So after those three deep breaths, just remind yourself that whatever you tell yourself is true. If you believe you are strong, you will be. If you believe you are successful, you will be. If you believe you are flexible, you will be. Flexibility starts and ends in the mind and nobody believes it until they experience it. And the same thing goes for everything. So my karma call to all of you beautiful, wonderful people is to take three deep breaths, maybe tighten your ponytail and believe in yourself. Get it, girl. I love that. Well, thank you so much to everybody for joining us on this adventure. We love you. Stay connected. I am at NYC Fit Fam and at Gratitudeology. Heidi, where can they find you? I am at Heidi Christopher with a K and two Fs or at Crossflow underscore yoga. We love you. We do. Stay connected. And we wish you all the best on your journeys. On the gram and off. There you go. Heidi and Jamie, out. (laughs) See you soon. Bye.